This special bonus episode is brought to you by USD. If you're not familiar with USD, they're making a name in the camping world by creating gear that helps everyone get outside and enjoy the outdoors, which is super important to us here on this podcast and in the work we do at Diversify Van Life. USD puts their intentions towards the things that matter most, things like inclusion and diversity, sustainability, accessibility, quality gear, and beautifully creative storytelling. We believe in that too. So when they wanted to support a catch-up series with guests from the archives, it felt like a win-win. Plus, their camping gear is colorful, fun, and inviting. So what's not to like? Head over to usdgear.com and check them out. And follow along on Instagram at usdgear. Diversify Van Life presents Nomads at the Intersections podcast. Hi, everyone. Naomi here with another special bonus episode of Nomads at the Intersections podcast. This is the final episode of our USD series where we're catching up with guests from the archives before the show's evolution to Nomads at the Intersections. On this episode, we caught up with Giddy Oteo for an Instagram live chat. Listen in as Giddy and Anais chat about what it's been like as a restaurant owner during the pandemic, how she made money on the road, and how BIPOC communities can support each other in the face of hate. This special bonus episode of Nomads at the Intersections is sponsored by UST. There you are. Very nice to meet you. I was just about to say, I've never met Giddy before. Um, but today we have Giddy Oteo, who was formerly a uh, full-time road traveler yes. uh, with her daughter and her partner. And now you've settled in northern Utah. Is that yes, right? Yes, northern. Yep. And you created some amazing um, businesses. <laughs> yeah, think. we've done quite a bit, Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's really incredible. That's very inspiring to me because I would do. I definitely want to create businesses on the road. Since the last episode you were on, the previous iteration of this podcast, um, those episodes are not now archived. So I was wondering if you wouldn't mind just giving our listeners just a little bit of um, about who you are. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm Giddy, and my husband and I were traveling in a van for a few years with just the two of us and our dog. And then about, well, it was like nine months later, we had our little girl. And then when she was about three months old, we took off on the road again, and then we're traveling with her. So we did the van life thing for for a few years. And then we were also doing a lot of international traveling during that time as well. So that's kind of like a quick rundown. (laughs) Very cool. And I have to say, because I was watching um, some of your highlights today, um, you have amazing tips on how to have like that makeup, no makeup look. Yeah. <laughs> so thank I did you. a little bit trying to like follow <laughs> what you did. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, you got um, it. Your last appearance on the episode um, on uh, Women on the Road, 
you said about the episode, I'm just going to read this quote, if you don't mind. Uh, Remembering the feelings and stories and places that Jason and I had been to, things that we had experienced, and some of the struggles that we overcame on our journey. I remembered how the outcomes weren't always what we expected them to be, but in the end, it was always okay. I don't know if anyone truly knows why we have to experience life the way that we do sometimes, but sometimes it all, it, somehow it always works out. So just hearing you say that, and the, the episode came out like literally <laughs> right, uh, right when the pandemic hit, uh, what shifts did you have to make as a business owner uh, during the pandemic, being that that was kind of like the mantra in your mind? Honestly, like the so for the businesses that we kind of already had going, it didn't make it didn't really. I don't know. I don't think much changed because it was mostly online and stuff. But we actually decided to buy a restaurant like right in the middle of the pandemic happening, and we had like no idea what we were getting ourselves into. Like we'd never owned a restaurant before. My family's been in the restaurant industry since like forever, but my husband and I personally had no idea like what it would be like. So it was we. I mean, we had to have that same mentality like you just have to like go through with it. I feel like um, the the thing that's helped us most through even like the pandemic, even because I mean, we, you know, everybody was isolated and kind of separated from everybody and just kind of knowing that you just have to go through with it and it's going to be okay. Like regardless of what's going to happen, even if it's really terrible, um, you're going to come out of it and it's going to, it's going to feel good. Cause you kind of like, you know, you get over that really difficult. Um, and with the restaurant, it's been the same thing. Like we have some really difficult days and like, um, really stressful days and we're like, okay, this sucks. This freaking sucks, but we're gonna, we're going to be okay. Things are going well for us. Like it's going to be okay. Just kind of, and this sounds so cliche, but kind of always looking on the bright side of thing. And I mean, you can't always do that but kind of looking past the I don't know kind of knowing that there's going to be a beautiful scene after this big hump that you have to get over yeah like light at the end of the tunnel like yes that's the only thing that pushes you through oh for sure yeah (laughs) yeah and that's your restaurant is called crush is that right yes it is yeah plant-based eatery in Cache Valley. I yes. Some of the people I follow, when they're in Utah, they in their stories, they're making it <laughs> to go there. They're like, it's so pretty. The food's so yeah. good. Avocados, had, all yeah. these flavors of matcha. And I'm like, dang, I'm really jealous. <laughs> yeah, we've had some really, it's been, it's been so awesome being part of the like van life community too, because we have um, met a lot of people that have, that are in their vans and have traveled through. And it's just like, we love it because it's like we know what you're going through right now and it's amazing and just live it up. So it's been really fun to have to have those people come. That's incredible. I also noticed, and I didn't know this about you before today, um, that you also do permanent cosmetics and yes. single point. Like, please tell me about that. How did you yeah. get into that? That is incredible. <laughs> so this is – so when – we were traveling for a long time and um, I really, my sister-in-law does permanent cosmetics and I really wanted to get into it, but I never had the chance to do it just because we were traveling and we weren't stationary for long enough for me to be able to take like a training or anything. 
Um, and then I also wanted to learn the single needle as well. So as soon as we settled down, like that was like one of the first things that I like did. I was like, okay, I'm going to find somebody to train with and I'm going to do it. And I had been following this girl. Um, her name's Clarissa on Instagram for I think it was like two or three years. And she kind of like disappeared and then popped back up. And I was like, I need to go to her. Like this, everything just worked out too perfectly for me to like go to her. Um, and so, so I, it was like right before the pandemic that I um, took the training and everything. And I wasn't able to do anything for a little while, but then um, it all worked out. And I, I just like, we had been doing so much traveling that when we settled down, I was like, I just want to do, I know that this is going to be temporary for us and we're going to eventually move on and like experience a new life. Like I want to do as much as I can while I'm here. And so that's kind of how I got involved with that. And I've loved it. It's been, it's been really fun. I love it. I can only, I can only imagine. I, I consider like tattooing and things like that, like a, a form of pain therapy. Yeah. But when it can like intersect with beauty in a way, like yeah. oh, I just love that and the convenience of it. My mom has yeah. had like tattooed eyebrows and yes. eyeliner for many decades, and I've been hesitant to get into it. But I, I think my, I mean, I think I might go to you for my lipstick. <laughs> I know, yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, it's I love it. It's been really fun. It's definitely different. I feel like from the majority of the other things that we do, but it's. It's fun. I love it. It's fun. That's incredible. You also have a jewelry line, um, Carteo. Yes. Yes. How long have you been making jewelry? I And again, I have to reiterate, like, it, it really inspires me that you just are diving into all these <laughs> different things, um, especially ju the jewelry line, because you did that on the road. Yes. So I... So back in like, this was like 2008, um, I really, really wanted to learn how to make jewelry. Um, specifically, I wanted to do beadwork. Mm -hmm. So I like invested my tax return, like everything I got from my tax return, I was like, I'm going to spend it all on okay. learning how to make jewelry. So I actually just bought like a bunch of stuff. And Jace, uh, my husband, he actually had taken like jewelry classes um, in school. And so he kind of like, not beadwork. This was kind of more of like the metalwork and stuff. So he kind of taught me a few things and then everything else I kind of learned on YouTube, just watching a bunch of YouTube videos. Um, and then I continued to kind of do it just like kind of on the side. And then after my husband and I were got married, we, I, he was like, you gotta just like start selling it online, like open an Etsy account. Um, and I was like really hesitant to do that, but in that, but he was like, you've got to do it. Like, I know you're afraid that people aren't going to like it, but there are way more people that will like it and be supportive of it. And so went through with it. And then that was like six months before we actually left on the road that I like really delve into it. And then um, after we left in the van, like it started picking up more. And um, yeah, so then we were making jewelry in the van and then shipping it out in all of the different places that we were visiting. It was really cool. Like that's probably... We were just talking about it earlier today, how, like how cool it was that we were able to do that, like kind of discover yes. a different way to like live nomadically and like um, make a financial living. It was cool. It was really awesome. Yeah, that sounds really awesome. Like I, uh, I know that your materials are ethically sourced. Like 
was it did it depend on where you were and what you had access to or no so I um I ordered from the same place every time and I was able to um like just ship to where whatever location I was at and it was also interesting because I would have to like correlate even people that I didn't had never met before just like other um like people that followed us on Instagram and stuff and then like we kind of created relationships and I'd be like hey can I like use your address to ship like some of my materials over to your place and they were like oh yeah for sure and so it was it was really it was such an interesting thing to do but it honestly was it just kind of showed like how kind people are and like how supportive people were as well so it it honestly just like worked out perfectly it was awesome I have to agree like the the van life community in particular it's like it's like you said because people know what you're going through um especially if you share your story consistently like they see you know everything that you're about and they want to see yeah. you they want to help they want to reach out they want to buy from you yeah for sure <laughs> and I I love that you like you actually show how you make certain pieces like that's that's so cool because it feels like you're kind of like in not in on the joke but yeah. you know, you're in yeah. on the story <laughs> yeah and it's been cool too because it's like one of the things that I really struggled with because I would reach out to like other like jewelry businesses or jewelry people and like ask them kind of questions and stuff and they were kind of because you know they you don't want like your competitors like I don't know kind of doing or using like the same suppliers and stuff and so I like didn't want to do that either I wanted to show let people know like this is how I did it and you are fully capable of doing so I will share the resources that I have and so like people will te or um send me dms on like my personal or on my jewelry account and stuff and I will never not tell them like what I'm how I'm doing it or how how I learned because I literally learned on YouTube like what's why it was a free resource for me why wouldn't I share it you know right I love that thank you for saying that because I was having this conversation with my mom. I've, I've been making natural products over the last couple of years, like deodorant in particular, trying to like get it really right because I haven't yeah. had the confidence yet to sell it. I've just been giving it away for free. And I was putting like the recipe online and she was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, well, I got all of this information of why I'm using each ingredient from the internet. So I feel like if people put in a little bit of time, they could find the same thing and I don't mind letting them know yeah. you know what I learned yeah and that's it also helps people actually support you because they're like yeah like some people will totally you know want to learn and like do things but other people are like I just wanted to learn or to know and you're willing to share even more information than I wanted and so they'll just like support you it's mm -hmm. awesome that's that uh, abundance mindset right there. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes I love it um so you I've seen I've I followed you for a bit um, and I've seen you talk about like how I'll just say our leaders <laughs> our leaders can have like uh, you know different negative or violent language that will then inspire um, an uptick in hate crimes it happened with um, Latinx people it happens with Asian people and uh, for me in particular this year I've been really trying to be mindful of how am I perpetuating the different like tentacles of white supremacy, yeah. right? So how, how has that experience been for you? And like, how do you see BIPOC continuing to unite and also not perpetuating like some of that violent language? 
Yeah. Um, oh, man. I feel like... I feel like really... People really seeing um, the community, like, uniting. I feel like that's such... It's so powerful when you're... I mean, when you're constantly, like... I don't know. When you're constantly showing other people of color that you're together and like or showing um the white folk that we we are united regardless of what you feel about us or what you think about us like we we have more power in showing like how together we are and like sure you can continue to like discriminate and hurt us but we're just gonna get stronger and stronger and like speak up more against you and work harder to create a better world for the people that are struggling because you're you're not I don't know do you know does that make sense like absolutely absolutely I feel like there the, the experience of being a person of color especially in a white space um, it does kind of feel like you're constantly like in this cycle of being a phoenix, like you're being burned and then you rise from the yeah. ashes and then you're being burned. And, and and for us to come together as a collective, I feel is even more powerful because we'll always keep coming back, like you said, stronger. For, and stronger. Yeah. And then like, like even because there are like sometimes all, I don't know, just kind of. Uh, how do I say this? Um sometimes you feel alone when you're speaking up like you can feel so alone and like so defeated because you'll you know you'll talk about something and then you'll get a handful of people that disagree with you and that think that what you're saying is harmful and um oppressive to other people you know but it's <laughs> like when when the when the people that are actually struggling when the people that are actually like the be how did you I've never heard it called like that the BIPOC <laughs> oh uh B-I-P-O-C yeah I know it's B I, but I didn't know I've never heard anybody just like call it BIPOC but but yeah like oh. when you, <laughs> um or BIPOC 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 yeah um so when I don't know just well, I lost my train of thought but basically basically what I'm trying to say is I sometimes I feel alone but knowing that the communities are being like are listening and supporting and like will even like just doing like a simple share of something that I've said or something that somebody else has said and it's like this is literally what we're trying to create we want people to hear and understand the different perspectives of what the minorities are experiencing and like maybe give you like a tinge of what it feels like to be on this side yeah and I love what you wrote in that post in particular because you drew a very clear line that you know when he said it about Latinx people and then when he said it about Asian people it's the same effect and it and it kind of in terms of like us being a collective um, and looking at ourselves as you know just an extension of our, our, our own communities. Um, I appreciate when people are able to show the parallels of our experience. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we're yeah. not we're not so different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um, and it's it's sad but beautiful. You know, like the some aspects are of it are really sad to like have to live through, but it's also like 
really beautiful that there are other people that are like, yes, like, I know what you're talking about. And I know what you're experiencing. And I love you. And I will support you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you for, for sharing that. How, how has it been as a mom? I mean, I feel like frontline workers and like, <laughs> parents especially have had it so difficult with this pandemic. Like, how has it been for you? And what how have you had to shift? With um, so it's actually kind of interesting because Juniper had such a different upbringing um, because we were traveling. And so she she wasn't used to having a bunch of kids around all of the time and like being, you know, like um, being around other, I don't know, like other kids and playing and stuff. And so when yeah. we moved into our place, it was all just everything was kind of new to her. Um, and it was strange, too, because there was some neighbor. The community that we live in is still pretty small, was still pretty small. And so there were just, like, a handful of kids. Um, and so it was so strange to just kind of, like, have to, like, separate from that. And um, honestly, I think that the, my kid is still pretty young, too. So she hasn't had to experience, like, the school and all of that stuff. So for us, I'll be honest, for us and her, how her age and stuff, it was actually not too difficult. It was just the the school sorry the neighborhood kids and stuff like that we were like hey like we don't know what's going on we don't know how everybody's you know taking care of things and stuff and so that was the only part I think more so I had a lot of anxieties about it of just like worrying about is are people taking the care that needs to be happening and stuff and so um I think she was fine it was just my anxieties were like, oh, we've got to be careful. And so, I mean, obviously we were doing a lot of outdoor things to kind of keep her busy. And I mean, she was used to that already. It was just yeah, normal for her, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. How old is she? Did she understand what was even going on? Kind of, yeah. So she, um, it's actually really funny because when I had a cold, um, a few weeks ago and she was like mom you have a coronavirus and I was like no <laughs> do not have coronavirus and there was like um, I can't remember somebody in our neighborhood she told that I had a coronavirus and I was like no, oh, no. do not tell people so I think she understood to an extent that we had to like stay um, kind of separated from people from family it was she my family's like two hours away and so she was kind of we used to like go like um like once every couple of weeks we'd go visit and then we weren't able to do that so she really missed being around her cousins and stuff like that but um but she under she also understood like we we're in the middle of we're in a pandemic that there's coronavirus happening so we have to separate from people and it was also sometimes like a little difficult because we would shoot we own a restaurant and so she'd be at the restaurant and if somebody wasn't like wearing their mask or like they're eating or something she'd like go up to them and be like hey like you need to wear your mask and we're like <laughs> oh snap Junie is like, security. <laughs> she's, she's very um vocal about things and so sometimes we're just like hey like you just need to mind your own business <laughs> it's like come on <laughs> that's amazing yeah. though that's amazing I love that I love outspoken children I feel like it's a reflection of like how their parents are choosing to raise them in the world and yeah. you know the way I grew, grew up to be quite honest is children were meant to be seen and not heard so yes <laughs> <I'm>, yeah yeah 
Yeah. So I love seeing kids that like are able to speak their mind. They can articulate exactly what they mean. Yeah. She's very yeah. much like that. Very outspoken, very comfortable in what she's going to say. And I, and I was completely opposite. I was very quiet, shy and reserved. So I just want her to embrace that part about her. Cause it's, it's amazing. I wish that I would have had more of what she has. Yeah. 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 Same. Same. There yeah. was a story that I just, I was on the floor <laughs> when I read uh, what you wrote, um, but I thought it was very like, it was a very good lesson on germs. <laughs> and you just so happened to yeah. uh, written this post right before <laughs> 2020 hit us in the face. <laughs> So yeah. I was just wondering if you could share that here and now um, of you and Juniper in the grocery store. <laughs> okay. When, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when she stuck her hand in, in her underwear or diaper or whatever, I don't even remember if it was underwear or diaper, but yes, she was, we were at the store and I was like at the checkout line and she had, she was telling me that she needed to go to the bathroom. She needed to go to the bathroom. And I was like, it's okay. But like, just give me a second. I'm almost done here. And then like, she pulled her hand out. And I was like, what is that? Is that chocolate? What is that? Like, what is it? And then she's like, mom, she said, I can't even remember the details of it. all. I just remember her holding her hand out and she's got something brown on it. And I'm like, Oh no, what is that? And I was like, do not touch anything. <laughs> don't touch. <laughs> and I was like trying to finish with the lady at the register. I was like, don't touch anything. Don't. And then she like wipes it like on like where they have like the little tags of like, like the price tags and like the, she just like wipes it on there. And I was like, Oh no. I, so I, I was, Oh, I'm so embarrassed. It's so horrible. Yeah. But Anyways. the way the way that you told it was perfection because it's just like <laughs> you think that the world around us is clean. You, <laughs> yes, I'm here exactly. to tell you like, shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Like I having like I was at the swing set earlier today, and there was like a little boy that had just gotten off the swing, and I was like, "This is disgusting." I know it. Little kid hands are literally the grossest things <laughs> ever. I know they don't wash them, and I know they stick their hands down their pants. But yeah, it's yeah, the world is kind of gross. <laughs> yes. So even though they want us to be done with this pandemic, it is still not over, yeah. and germs are everywhere. <laughs> yep, it's true. Yes. Um, so I want to ask you a question yeah. that um, we've been kind of asking everyone this season on No Man's at the Intersections, and that's what superpower have you felt yourself tap into in 2020, and is that coming with you into 2021? Ooh, I'd probably say... I personally believe, like feel that you are such an excellent storyteller. Like whenever, <laughs> seriously, because just reading some of like the little snippets between you and Juniper or your travels on the road, um, you know, I feel like I was there with you. You know, and for me, I I don't know if it's superpower for you, but like for me, reading that, it helps me escape a little bit, especially yeah. like the way things have been. Yeah, so, I. I could, yeah, I think, so I've been doing, ooh, I think that kind of goes with what I actually feel as well. Like my conquering my anxieties through like talking about them. Like, I don't know. I just feel this. So this year, um, 
I had this like really amazing session with my therapist and we were talking about like how I had finally come to like accept that I had lots of anxieties and lots of like personal you know emotional issues and things like that that I have been having to work through and the the best thing I have done to be able to like get through with it is talking about it and telling my story you know like um even with like with my husband like just kind of telling him like there's a lot of things that I feel like I didn't tell him and kind of kept to myself but we sat down and had some of the best conversations about like experiences in the past and like things we've experienced at that moment and just like really really sharing our stories about one another to each other and just like being very I think that's where I've started to feel more powerful is just to talk about how I've been able to overcome and it's I mean it's obviously not 100% over like to just struggle that that'll never it'll never just end you know but being able to talk about it and share your experiences has really really helps because people people want to listen and people want to relate to what you're going to talk about and uh, yeah we all we all have so many similarities in a lot of different things and it's it's beautiful yeah beautiful to be able to talk That is so powerful because, you know, like I said, with those parallels that we're able to kind of like draw um, between each other's experiences and stories, like that is, that is paramount. Like people need to be seen. And and it goes back to what we were saying of, you know, being seen and not heard. Like in in that way, yeah, you're almost you're almost gaslit to to believe that your story isn't important enough to be yes yeah I love that because you're not you're you're fully you've got the people want to listen I think that's something that we all need to remember is that people want to listen your friends want to listen the strangers that you don't know about want to listen everybody has like a really amazing and beautiful story and everybody wants to hear it that is that's that's everything and um I feel like I really needed to hear that message because I've been so like withdrawn and distant and just trying to like I've been introverting a lot (laughs) and so thank you for saying that because I am definitely one to gaslight myself and not tell my story and share and especially in the circumstances that we're in now and the pandemic when so much is online um it's even more important to really like just put yourself out there and absolutely yeah yeah thank you for that I really appreciate you taking the time to join us yeah Um, thank thank you for inspiring me in particular today I felt (laughs) like I needed this message I mean from your businesses down to like the mental health like this was really beautiful thank you so much thank you yeah thank you for having me you guys are awesome Ah, I appreciate that. Yes, and I don't know if Naomi's here, um, but I was rereading that story of Gideon <laughs> um, at the grocery store, and she was like, "This changed my life." <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so again, yeah, your storytelling is off the charts. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Again, thank you so much for joining me, and hopefully, I can come to your restaurant crush in utah very soon and hopefully see you and meet you in person yes please do all right have a good one bye you too. thank you bye
Thank you for joining us for another special episode of Nomads at the Intersections. Can't get enough of Natty Podcasts? Join us on Instagram at Nomads at the Intersections Pod. And be sure to subscribe to this feed so you never miss an episode. Special thanks to USD for sponsoring this bonus episode.